your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. The PGK signs two players to minimum contracts. We'll return with more right after this. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. I'm at Tony Dasco. He is at TD Chris G. And Chris, our YouTube channel is starting to blow up. We need folks to subscribe. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, we're definitely having a lot of fun uh giving us a reason to put on hats or Tony as well as weirdos that likes to like shower and stuff really quick before he comes on and everything, you know? So, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't let Tony's showers go to waste folks. You can see his pretty face right there and looks like he shaves and everything. Unlike uh, the co-host on this side of the, of the show. So nobody's making less than Jake and welcome back. Kyle. I'm sorry, man. With all due respect to the ska band and to Gabe Kaplan, VTK is getting Jake Lashizen and hate, Paul I hate Cotter. Scott music. I hate Scott music. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Three-year minimum contracts that start in the $700,000 range. And, you know, we talked about this last week. They had the uh, these players, and then they have one other player, of course, in Nick Hague that they have to get signed, right? And that's about it. And then they could maybe move on from that. Uh, so Nick Hague probably in that $3 million range if so, how much money will VGK have left to spend under the cap heading into this upcoming season? Um, so we were chatting a little bit, just you and I here. Let me go through our text here. It's probably the quickest. So it looks like we can, using the term that cap friendly had, $96.6 million is our limit we can go. So roughly $16 million over the cap is the way I read the wording. Or not six. excuse me, pardon me. 96.6 is the upper total we can go. The upper limit is, what, 83, 84, something like that. So with all the injuries Absolutely. and everything happening and LTIR situations, um, long-term short without Haig being considered, I think right now, present time, we're in about the eight, seven to $8 million range, which that's remarkable just by itself right there. I'm not, I don't know how, uh, how comfortable McCrimmon is right now because you know, he feels like the paycheck to paycheck maxed out credit card uh, type based on his buying habits with uh, the VGK in the last uh, five now coming into season number six, obviously. So we got some money to burn. We'll talk about that in the second segment a little bit deeper. But um, yeah, we'll just kind of see how it goes. I guess kind of going back with Lecision and Cotter, my, um, those are both two-way contracts, I have to assume, correct? I believe so, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's certainly um, that that's not going to count against the cap unless they play. And if they're up playing, it's not going to matter because they're both at the league minimum. But both signings are certainly important to BGK and HSK both. Um, this now rounds out basically the Silver Knights roster and our top tier of reinforcements. Braswan obviously is the top of everything. And then after that, Lecision's probably next. And then after um, your next uh, tier up, as far as the forward side, is obviously going to be Ron Bjerg, Cotter, and then the lottery or the Kino ticket, pardon me. Uh, the Kino ticket is probably um, uh, Pavel Dorofiev. And then obviously on the defensive side, Miramanov and um, uh, the prospect, why I forgot his name, Keegan Korzak. 
uh, Korzak too. So, you know, and the goalies, I mean, we'll talk about that in segment three, obviously, but now, now the HSK roster is all sets. Our VGK reinforcements are all set pending any acquisitions. So uh, let's see the Shizen 41 NHL games uh, this past season played in half of the games. They got a bargain deal with him, I believe, you know, for three years and at the league minimum, uh, 45 hits this past season and uh, he had two goals, four assists. We saw his debut this past season. He's uh, mostly spent his time, Chris, in the AHL and uh, with Chicago, with Henderson. Uh, but here's a guy that could really bolster the bottom six if they can develop him in the right manner. But again, like three years, 700, I think it goes up league minimum, maybe up to 750 at the max around there. We're in a great spot with him. Um, I don't know exactly how these negotiations go, but my gut reaction is if you just make the jump, I got his uh, hockey DB up here. Same thing you were just looking at a second ago, but 1819 down in the WHL. And then he goes to Chicago with the Wolves, obviously, when they were part of uh, part of the Knights organization. And then obviously uh, over to Henderson. And like he never had big AHL numbers. Like a lot of times these AHL players, like you see maybe a potential trend in their statistics. But it seems like um, Lecision is the type of player that's impressed in practices and stuff like that. And that's maybe where he got the attention of the Henderson coaching staff first. And then, which is part of what got him to make the jump uh, with VGK last year, his stats are not impressive at any recent level. Like they're not impressive at all. So that tells me he's doing something right in practice. He's got the respect of all his teammates and, you know, maybe he's kind of the, the boring Keegan Colasar type without the hits, but he's in the right place playing defense and things like that. And he was only a minus two. In a season where our defense was not its greatest, where all these injuries happened, he's only a minus two. So he's in the right places on the ice. And if he does have an extended role where if he does play 40 or 50 games, we know he is a serviceable body. Um, but I would like to see a step forward, obviously, in the scoring department a little bit and see if he can contribute a little more on both sides of the ice. You know, I think I read something. Was it Lashizen that I read was like in the bottom, bottom portion of the Corsi rankings? I think at one point this past I season. No, I, I have no idea. I, yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that he was, you know, again, uh, he's serviceable, as you mentioned. He's a body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with both Lashizen and with Cotter, they came in uh, to the VGK lineups at a time when Pete DeBoer uh, just plugged a lot of players due to injuries you know, into the system. And uh, that system obviously is going to change, as we know, uh, this upcoming season. But, you know, these players, I think, you know, really uh, they caught on pretty quickly because that is a jump. It's a quantum leap. And luckily for for Lashizen, he held on 41 games in the National Hockey League this past season. Uh, Cotter, however, just played in seven NHL games. Chris, first goal, as we remember, against Minnesota that was on November the 9th and then that's when again at a time when Pete DeBoer could do no wrong as all those AHL players contributed remember at that time uh, we were actually in uh, Southern California uh, for our Disney trip and we were watching that game in the hotel bed after uh, getting our butts I was uh, just crushed uh, not just physically but also in uh, in uh, daddy's uh, checking accounts but um, you know a trip to Disney goes folks 
And I just remember the watching. Donoff, oh, there's the another Donoff's, uh, checking account. What's that? The Donoff's checking account. The Donoff checking. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, I remember just watching in, in bed on on my phone, and I'm like, oh, cool, another uh, another first goal for a, an AHL or in one of their early games. So certainly um, exciting. And Cotter has the stats, right? Like, if I'm gonna go up and down the the Silver Knights line, I'm gonna look at Cotter. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm gonna look at. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev and thinking, okay, these are the guys that are going to be making the jump. But no, Lecision was really the one that that stuck the entire year. And that's not necessarily a knock on Cotter um, and Dorofiev, obviously. They got some room to grow, just like uh, just like Lecision does too. But I just think Lecision found a way to gel and do all of the right things. If Cotter can take on that type of uh, work mentality, if you will, and take some of that scoring touch, maybe he can – can, you know, in 40, 50 games, maybe you can score four or five goals and just be in the right place at the right time, too. So uh, the first AHLers to be up with the big team, odds on, would you probably say, uh, Brisson and Korzak? Yeah, Korzak well, Brisson really definitely the I guess, chalk. Right? Yeah. yeah Br- Brisson's definitely going to be the chalk. Obviously, we'll get a better look um, when the camp starts in about three or so weeks, four or so weeks, mid- mid-September, something like that. Korzak, I mean, I don't know if Nick Hague gets signed. I don't know, depending on the health of our defenseman, because if Hague is signed, we have a top six. And I got to think Muramanov is probably seventh, just based on the experience. I could be wrong. Um, but Korzak, I mean, I, I think he needs to play. I think he needs to play in as many AHL games as possible instead of being like, like Muramanov, I think is fine being the seventh defenseman on, uh, you know, the healthy scratch, so to speak, right? I think Miramanov is not plateauing by any means, but he's just at that spot where he doesn't need to grow as much. And him being in, practicing with the Golden Knights on a daily basis could really help his game develop. Whereas uh, Korzak, I think he really just needs to be on the ice playing those game situations. I could also see a scenario, though, where Korzak made the jump over Miramanov should there be an injury to our top six. Don't forget uh, that now here in the off season, you can find us on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We are at Lockdown VGK on Twitter, at Lockdown VGK. Please subscribe on YouTube. And uh, coming up on Wednesday's show, pretty interesting. We're going to be uh, catching up on a crossover edition with the Lockdown Kings. Before we go to break, are the Kings our number one rivals? I think fans would like to believe that they are, but not feeling it not yet i think there's always going to be that animosity and hate when the sharks come into the building i think that's probably the first way to first thing to say but the kings were the first rival like the kings i think were the first rival especially uh when uh, drew dowdy was uh, i mean when when someone's quote makes the ice in the playoffs that 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 tells you something right there so the quote again the quote again was something to the effect that they beat us now but they know there's there's no way they will be there's no way they'll be a better team than us and at the end of the season the or in the, the playoffs, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I get the quote, fine, whatever. Um, it was great. The Kings, I think, until not a major, were the rival. I think it's still the Sharks, but I think this year the Kings are going to be a little bit of a different team, especially a lot different than the Sharks. Coming up next, uh, we'll take a look. Chris wants to go shopping today. He's got the credit card, and uh, he wants to fill up the rest of the roster for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll return with more after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor, 
Are you ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it once again. Let me introduce you to the new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com today. You can snag your box of uh, cookie dough chunks. And for you, for your family, the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard it for yourself, like the toilet paper in Chris's house. Uh, Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. What's great about Built is that it's all about their bars. They are made with collagen protein. Your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs. Go to built.com today. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. little ad lib in there for you, Chris. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. Once again, please subscribe to at LockedOnVGK on our YouTube channel. Chris has the credit card today. I posed a question uh, early Monday morning on Twitter, and I was asking, okay, let's see. I just want to be precise here. What is the missing piece for the Golden Knights, Chris? Experienced goalie, another scorer, of course, my favorite, enforcer. This is where I'm supposed to talk? Yeah, what's your priority there? <laughs> So your just money. right now, before I uh, before I kind of start talking about the credit card, uh, this is probably the unpopular perspective, but I put the goalie last. Um, I'm willing at this point to gamble with Logan Thompson, with Brassois hopefully being a formidable backup, and hopefully with Hutchinson, you know, catching some lightning in a bottle to have some positive. Uh, games. I think he spends most of his season with uh, Henderson once Bressois is back. It seems like we're we're married to Bressois at this point. I think something would have happened by now if there was going to be some big change. Unless tomorrow he gets uh, announced he's going to miss the rest of the season due to an, an injury. That would just be um, that'd be so VGK, Tony, if that happened. So I, I'm going to put goalie for my least priority, and I'm willing to gamble right now. I'm willing to gamble. I've I've mentioned it just seems like the goalie position in the NHL, like NFL quarterbacks. There's like six amazing quarterbacks. There's like seven or eight serviceable quarterbacks. There's another four or five quarterbacks that are fine. And then like quarterbacks from the rank from 20 to 32 for the starters. And then your next like 14 or 15 second stringers. It's just terrible. The NFL quarterback position is so strange, but the NHL goaltending position is different. I just feel like every NHL team is able to dig up multiple goalies. I mean, look at VGK. If Leonard was healthy, all of a sudden now we got Leonard Brassois and Logan Thompson. Our depth obviously is is compromised at the moment, but that could take care of itself either by LT stepping up or something happening in the season, depending on how things go. Um, the next two topics you mentioned were scoring or the enforcer. I I think I tilt a little more on the scoring side right now than the enforcer, just simply because Pacioretty is gone. Dodonoff is gone. That's could be 50 goals in a regular 
circumstance. So I think VGK needs another, you know, now that we have some money to spend, I think they need someone that could contribute on the top six. The enforcer is important, though. Don't get me wrong. The enforcer is definitely important. And I really hope uh, Colasar has maybe beefed up a little bit, has maybe taken some boxing lessons, not not doing the, you know, the punching bag Cam Russell, uh, you know, school of thinking the way uh, he used to fight for the Blackhawks in the 90s and stuff like that. You know, we definitely uh, need Colasar to step up to be that presence. This is where I go back to Nazim Kadri right now, folks. This is where I go back to Kadri. He fills both of those voids. And I forgot who I was talking. I think it was just an interaction on Twitter or something like that. You know, you've I don't like several. Kadri. You've had several interactions. Fair enough. Yeah, Twitter. I'm having I'm having fun with you, folks. But <laughs> I don't I don't want to go un, unnoticed. I do appreciate whether you agree, disagree, or anything. Oh, that's awesome. That's I love awesome. the chatter, folks. I love the chatter. A couple of you get a little personal at times. That's not necessary, but... You know, that's when we call him the enforcer, our own enforcer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll get my son on on the on the Twitter beat for a few minutes for you all. But I think someone like Nazim Kadri gives us that grits. He gives us that edge. He is a player you prepare for in the in the other team's locker room because he can score and because he's going to play with that edge and just, you know, he's going to do some dumb things. He's going to do some dumb things. And I think if if the Golden Knights were to sign them, there's going to be some point in the season we're going to be like, why did we sign this dude? And then three games later, he's going to get a goal and just crush a few people. We're going to be like, okay, this is why we signed this dude. So that's really why I think uh, to the shopping segment now, if you will, I, I really would like VGK to try and land Kadri on a one-year deal. There's a reason no one signed him for an extended term, Tony. There is a reason no one has given him 7 or $8 million for three seasons, which is probably what he's trying to get. No one has the money left, do they? I mean, at this there's stage some the teams game, that do. There's some we, we we talked about that. I think the Islanders. Um, I think we're Islanders, Anaheim. I think yeah. um, those are really. I think the chalk teams that have money available. Again, again, though, right, Chris? You want VGK if you know that there's some serious talks going on with Anaheim. Here's where VGK VGK comes in for the block. Yeah, I mean, for for a single season scenario, sure. I mean, I think Kadri has a chip on his shoulder and thinks he probably is a borderline franchise player at this point. Um, I don't agree with that, but I think he is certainly a top tier, top level acquisition that could get you over the hump. Um, will he sign for between five and $6 million? That's the biggest question. Cause I think he really wants 7 million plus right now. And he's not getting it folks. He is not getting it unless he wants to consider going to a bottom feeder for a little bit. Like that's the only way he's getting it. I mean, maybe Calgary has the money available, but I think no one wants to play in Alberta. No disrespect, but I just think that's a, that's the the vibe happening up there right now. So if, if VGK wants to make a splash and keep going with the shiny new toys, all of a sudden with that $8 million we have, if we can find a way to get him in the five, five, five range, maybe six, find a way to get Hague in that, you know, two, 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 three, two, five range. You know, we got a team folks. We got a team there. If that doesn't work, I think your second option to round out this roster Braden Holpe, uh, last year with Dallas. Injury season, he could be on the tail of his career. That could backfire massively if we sign him. Or he could be able to contribute 35, 40 games, really help uh, Logan Thompson develop his game. I think I mentioned this on Friday. No one in the AHL, folks, has made a bigger save on T-Mobile Arena ice than Braden Holpe, obviously referencing game two of the Stanley Cup final. Um, He's comfortable in the building. He's carried the Stanley Cup in the building, so he would be 
a fun acquisition, health pending, of course. If you only get Braden Holpe at you know two million dollars or so, that leaves between three and five million dollars. Enter Paul Stasny. Enter Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel went eight and forty-one on a just garbage dumpster fire Arizona Coyote team. He could contribute very well in the top six for VGK. Will he sign for three million dollars, or does he want six million dollars at this stage of his career? I, I don't know. I also don't know what the weight is personally for him versus money. Stanley Cup contending roster and being in the city of Las Vegas, being willing to, you know, shed some money off of what he wants. So, I mean, there's, there's a path to land Stasny and Kessel both and Nick Hague, possibly, if they don't make that splash. You do that. I mean, that that would be pretty interesting. I don't know. I'm still going to put Hague at around $3 million and have $5 million in cap space left yeah. when all said and done, perhaps. Hague, Hague uh, Holtby, Stasny? Is there a way? I don't know. What do you think of uh, these couple of names? Uh, Sonny Milano, of course, uh, still uh, without a deal from that Columbus. Name a lot. Yep. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, who had that spell. He had seven goals, I think, in in six games at one point this season. Chris, uh, what do you make of those two free agents? I had Kessel on my list, too, but I'm not, I'm just not sold on Kessel anyway. So I don't know how he No one's sold in. on Kessel. I mean, no, one where, is, where, no one is sold on Kessel. Where, where would he fit in? Um, anywhere he fit in the top six. I mean, again, he got 49 points on a garbage, a garbage fire team. team. And there's, we have a top six folks. Like VGK has a good top six. I think yeah, a lot it's of the people, bottom six that's of, of concern. The, the line three is my concern. The bottom uh, line, line four, assuming it's Wa Colasar, um, and Carrier, Carrier. line, line three is the big question mark coming in next season. Yeah, that um, is a big question mark. So Milano? I'm looking at Milano right now. Um, solid hair game. Solid hair game. Look at that. Um, but <laughs> uh, 14 and 20 and a minus nine with the Ducks. I, I like that just by itself right there. Six foot, small guy, six foot 180. So like a, a March or so plus about three inches maybe. And you said what, Evan Rodriguez for the other one? Yeah, Rodriguez uh, from uh, Pittsburgh, I think, is still out there last I checked. Yeah, I'm looking a little right inconsistent, now. but he did have that good spurt, I think, in there uh, this past season. I mean, he played all 80. He played all 82 games, folks. All 82 games, 1924 plus three. A healthy in- body. Sign him now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 29 years old. So he's got the experience and I, I would like that. Um, well, do you know offhand what his contract was last season? I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't uh, take I'll notice. Oh, I I'll just wanted to, while you're checking uh, on our poll, again, go to at Lockdown VGK. Uh, what's the missing piece for the Golden Knights? It's about down the middle. Uh, experienced goalie, another score, or an enforcer. I'm just curious what the fans are thinking out there. I say, Rodriguez. I say experienced goalie, I, even though I do, you know, talk a lot about uh, an enforcer. I still say goalie. We'll get more into goalie with another discussion here. In mm-hmm. our final segment today, but yeah, Rodriguez. Rodriguez, a million dollars last year. I can't see him getting much more than that. And let's check Milano now. Well, let's do that. Yeah, I mean that. There, those are the like that's that that's where you're hunting for your Nick Wah right now, right? That's that's really what VGK is going to be doing if they don't make a splash with Kadri or something like that. They're going to be hunting for that Nicholas Wah who's up and coming or or in VGK, uh, the VGK fans eyes, the next coming of Marc-Andre Fleury, apparently. By the way, y'all roasted me when I said $3 million was a bit of a reach. Um, <laughs> you did you know. say that. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Milano was 1-7 last year. 
he was 1.7. So, I mean, sure, somewhere uh, Milano or Rodriguez in that anywhere in that 1 to 1, 5, 1, 6, 1, 7 range. Sure, if it doesn't work out for the splash of Kadri or something like that, that could be interesting. Or sign them both. <laughs> sign them both. Sign them both. Lock up Nick Haig. And then there's still a little bit of money left if there's a goalie um, available. And, and the other thing, Tony, I, I've mentioned, and this is probably more of a shout out to, to Ken at Sinbin, but um, Ken mentioned don't do anything for a while. Don't do anything for a while and see what's, what uh, course the season takes. And eh. I don't mind that, nah. but I don't think VGK does that. And yeah, no, nah, they have to make it. We knew all along, we felt that they would make, they have to have some acquisition, right? They have to acquire someone. There is a missing piece there uh, right. that they definitely need. And I don't think this team with 5 million, let's say in cap space money, uh, they're not, they're going to go shopping. They're going to Nordstrom's today. Oh they're yeah. They're already that, shopping. No doubt. They're, they're on they're... that caravan bus and they're stopping at every mall along. No, the way. it's, it's black Friday and they're certainly sitting outside waiting for the doors to open. I, I, I agree with that. I think the reference for possibly waiting was if you go 15, 18, 22 games, if you are, you know, let, let's just go for with, with the 20 game. Let's go, for, let's go with the quarter pole for a second. You make no moves. You just start season six right now with the roster. You play 20 games. If you go six and 14 in that spell, mm. Nazim Kadri is not going to get the Golden Knights to where they need to get to. If You know what I mean? If we're six and 14 without a Nazim Kadri or any free agents, I don't think anyone is going to make us that solid of a team, unfortunately. The same boat. If the team, we don't do anything and we start off 10 and 10, 12 and 8, you know, some combination of that. We know there's something there, and then that's when you possibly go shopping. But the risk now becomes your Rodriguez, your Milano, your Kadri. You know, everyone has been signed already. And a trade that happens in November versus a trade that happens at the deadline, I think at the deadline, the buyers can possibly have the edge, depending on how bad the sellers want to sell. But if a team is trying to make a big splash in November, like, I don't know, trading for a Jack Eichel type, you know, I think that's when the buyer is certainly going to have to spend up a little bit. And we got money to burn right now, folks. But, you know, it's this this is like getting that. This is like for those people that budget for one of those jobs where you have two paychecks a month. And then those two or three months a year, when you get that third paycheck, it feels like found money. It's really not found money. At, at the end of the at the end of the day, at the end of the year, it all goes to the same account and everything. But it just feels a little bit different because you got that third paycheck uh, in the end of June. See, I'm thinking that your philosophy is for VGK to outscore its opponents. Don't worry about the goaltender at all. Kind you of, want it. you think that yeah. they have enough firepower where they're going to be able to do that on a consistent basis? I think there's enough firepower, and I like the upside of Logan Thompson. Um, what I like about Logan Thompson beyond his skill is he is cocky in the right sense. He hasn't been around long enough to prop around at the NHL level long enough. Pardon me, the way I said that there, but he hasn't been at the NHL level enough to maybe understand the pressure. Right? He hasn't been around long enough, and you know, he's all, he's on the ice. He's smiling. He's got that swagger. He motivates the team. I mean, this is kind of unfair to Robin Leonard, I think, but I do believe the team just had more motivation when LT was on the ice versus Robin Leonard. I'm not taking a shot at Robin Leonard with that, folks. Please don't. I know someone's waiting, I'm sure, to, to at me on Twitter or YouTube for that one. 
but the team just had more fire when LT was out there. So if somehow that synergy, that blend, that chemistry, whatever term you want to put in there, it could all work. And where Logan Thompson can Logan Thompson can log six if Logan Thompson plays 60 games this season. Something good's happening, right? Something good is happening if LT gets 60 games uh, starting for VGK. Well, we're going to explore a little bit more. Uh, We'll talk uh, more, our further discussions on the goaltending situation. When we return right after this, you are listening to Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen and first view each and every day. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. Make sure that you subscribe now to our YouTube channel at Lockdown VGK. You could find us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK as well. And uh, Chris, you know, so after our show on Friday, I saw where both uh, Daniel Negreanu and Mike McKenna sided with me. They both endorsed my pick for the next goalie up in Semyon Verlamov. They were like, sign him now. However, upon further exploration, Uh-oh. I found that Verlamov has a 16-team no-trade clause in his contract. And I didn't realize this. Uh, He turned down a trade to the Edmonton Oilers. Did you know that? That's what I saw. I saw reports where he turned down a trade at one point uh, during the season. Like this past season? Yeah. Why? I mean, (laughs) did did the reasoning come out? Like uh... I don't know, but maybe, you know, they're obviously on his – uh, no trade, uh, you know, roster there. I don't know. So what, he'd rather go to Arizona? I mean, I, I don't know what his, what his situation is, but that's... Um, he was uh, waiting for VGK to call. Oh, there you go. But he's, he's $5 million. He's, he's a $5 million AVV. I'm assuming he's in a contract year coming up or pretty close to it. This is, uh, yeah, this is his final year under the current four-year contract. I don't know. I mean, do you... Because then you're almost pushing Logan Thompson back to the AHL at that point once Brassois comes back, right? Unless the plan is, is, is as weird as this one sounds, unless the plan is you, you make the deal LT's for the one off. or two. LT's one I don't two. disagree with that, Tony. But yeah. all I'm saying is if you make the trade for Volamov, here's what happens. He's your starter. Or he's, not, he's, he's your one or two. We'll say it like that. He's your one or two. Brassois comes back. The only way, because Brassois has got a one-way deal, I believe, right? He doesn't have a two-way contract. So maybe the plan is, if they were to get Vlamov, is to wait for Brassois to come back, play him for a game or two. Hopefully he looks good. Put him on waivers and hope someone picks him up. Just keep him on LTIR the entire season. A VGK is good at that sort That's, of thing. The, 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 exactly. They could stow him away. The guy makes his money and comes back next season as a free agent. That's yeah, going to be I, my I guess. I get that, but I don't know, um, I don't know <laughs> if that's in uh... – if that's in Brassois' uh, ideas of how he wants to spend uh, 22-23. Um, I, I think a goalie we should definitely just kind of highlight on a little bit is Hutchinson here. Yeah, we and could just talk see Hutchinson. if we can see if we can make, uh, you know, make something good out of this here. And he doesn't seem like he's going to be a bad candidate by any means like that. But he's been jamming in the NHL since 2013-2014, broke up with Winnipeg. Trying to keep my, there we go. Uh, but imagine if you're Hutchinson, right, Chris? And imagine you come in here on the depth chart, you're number four, and now you're number two, possibly number one, depending I on think how things take Hutchinson out. knew exactly where he was on the depth chart the moment he got signed. Because that goes back to, I think, uh, what we think about Leonard. Le- this Leonard injury is not new news. It's new news to the public. It's new news to me and you. 
as far not as not so much though. We were we were suspicious. Oh, we We've were suspicious, suspicious, sure. But we, what I'm we saying knew is this that he would be he wouldn't start the season on the roster. We knew something was amiss. And we thought it could be maybe after the first of the year when he returned. Right. All I'm saying is this was known amongst the VGK higher ups and probably players in the locker room, probably since sometime in June, maybe July at the latest. That that that's the point that I'm making. Yeah, we were definitely suspicious about it, even though Leonard said otherwise, and that's something he's going to have to answer to later. So how is uh, okay? How is Hutchinson in pond hockey? <laughs> that that looks like that's where he played a lot of up in Winnipeg and. Manitoba and stuff like that. Looks like that's where he's going to be, uh, where he cut his teeth a lot. I'm trying to see, like, so the most games he played at the, well, the most games he logged at the NHL level was, looks like the 14 to 17 run, getting 30, 28 or so games. So that means he bounced around between the AHL club those seasons. Um, 20, no, that's with the Marlies. Like, he hasn't started double-digit games at the NHL level since 2015-2016. Yeah, that's that's I'm a concerned. concern. Yeah, That's yeah. definitely a concern. So I think he's our case-of-emergency break glass. Um, do we want him as number – if he's number two to start the season, that tells me Brassois will be coming back sooner than later. If the starting tandem is LT and Michael Hutchinson, I think Brassois will be back within the first three weeks of the season because – you cannot risk, folks. You cannot risk LT going down. You know, it could happen. It, I mean, VGK's goalie injury luck, it probably will happen. You can't risk having to go a month with Hutchinson and then not having Verlamov on the roster or someone or a Holtby or someone else that could carry that mail. Um, I'm still concerned about allocating $5 million to the goaltender position, but I'm not against it, especially after I look at Hutchinson's numbers. I mean, maybe there's some scouting metrics, maybe – uh they're going to catch lightning in a bottle with them. You know, like I said, the, the Nick Wah effect, folks. Maybe this is the, the goaltending version of Nick Wah, someone McPhee and uh, and uh, McCrimmon had their eyes on for a while and, you know, got him for basically nothing. Um, after that, I mean, Patera, I think he's played, what, one game at the NHL level, something like that. He looks good for the eight, for the Silver Knights. He's, he, he started a lot of games down the stretch. It actually looked really well. Uh, Isaiah Seville, uh, he looks good, but he's got some time to go. Or Savali, I would say Seville because uh, I'm thinking, is it Seville or Savali? I don't know. They call him the Barber of Seville. Okay, fair enough. Good because it's good. I, I like that because I I think of Dave Seville and the Alvin and the Chipmunks. My kids love the Chipmunks, so <laughs> one day I actually want to get us all like the like the like the the, the sweaters, the helium thing. Can we no. do the helium? The show on helium as much fun as that would show. be. As that much would be fun, fun as that would be. No, just get like the red, the green, and the blue sweaters and put like a Seville's number on the back and just kind of stand <laughs> back there. And I think that would actually be kind of cool. That actually, maybe, uh, maybe the Gallics will start something there. So but, Hutchinson's on a two way contract also. Yeah, yeah that, that, God, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I mean, he, come on, Hutchinson come was on. Come, You can't tell me that LT and Hutchinson are goalies that could win a Stanley Cup. That's the way that I like to size things up. You can't tell me LT. LT is not. LT is on the upward trend, okay? Mm-hmm. The trajectory is going up, and his value is going through the roof mm-hmm. right now. I am concerned durability mm-hmm. as the number one you know, starter. Yeah. Uh-huh. He proved that he could play. I remember Pete DeBoer, Chris, saying last season, I knew that he would be up with the team and contend with Leonard uh, Ambrosois because Pete DeBoer had said at one point he's done all that he could do on the minor league level. So where right. else was there for him to go? 
He had so, to be up with the with the big league team. But on the other side of that, Tony, this is where where stuff gets really mixed up. On the other side of that, um, McCrimmon, I believe, was asked at the start of season five about about um, uh, but this is before Bressois was signed. They were asked about LT, and McCrimmon shot it down like that, folks. I'm sure we can dig that up somewhere. But McCrimmon shot it down faster than I could snap my finger there. Basically saying uh, LT, you know, not 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 yet, folks, not yet. And all of a sudden, look at where he is now. So when I say that LT, and when I argue with Tony about about Thompson being able to win a Stanley Cup, that's how I feel about any young goalie that is on the upward trend. We have seen goalies just get hot. Um, most reasonably, Jordan Binnington. Who knew who the heck Jordan Binnington was before the Blues went on that Stanley Cup run? Who knew anything about Jordan Bennington? I didn't. Outside of St. Louis, who knew anything about him? So that's the faith and hope that I hold on to. If Brassois and Michael Hutchinson were our starters, piff, we're, we're toast. We better win every game six to five. So that's the argument that I pose that I think we do have a chance to catch lightning in a bottle with Logan Thompson. You, know, you don't think you, you don't think that uh, now teams will be on to LT a little bit more, have more fully scouted and the second you said it, yeah. Tony, you said it great on Friday. The second time through the rotation, once the film is out, using a baseball reference, obviously the second time through the rotation, the game gets harder on the pitcher. A rookie pitcher who makes a spot start is a, a team's nightmare for baseball. Because, you know, the starter went down, everyone is ready because there's so much scouting and video at, at the MLB level that goes into uh, preparation. And if all of a sudden, three hours before the game, they go to, you know, their AAA starter who just is lucky enough to be in town. If I'm in, if I'm in a sports book or if I got my phone, I'm absolutely hammering that, that team to win the game. So I, I get what you're saying. Coming up on uh, Wednesday's show, we're going to be speaking with uh, our guy, Eddie, from Locked on LA Kings. He is starting his rival reports this week. <laughs> and they started, I think, today with uh, San Jose. And we're up next. And be kind, okay? Kindness matters. I, I, I like it. I, and I like the Kings. <laughs> I, I love the Kings this season. It's going to be fun. They're going to be they're going to be pretty damn good. So we'll get into that on Wednesday's show. And uh, we'll get into what the Friday, hopefully, on Friday, uh, barring any major news uh, with the VGK. We thank everyone for tuning in. Thanks again for making us your first listen. Make sure that you check out the new YouTube channel. You can see our mugs right there. Uh, so sunshiny, early in the morning, all that. And that's at Lockdown VTK. From a man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. So long from Las Vegas. We'll see you Wednesday. Going to get into some rivalry chatter.